Hello there, fellow warriors and trauma disruptors. I'm really happy to be here with you today and give you some insight and some tips and perspectives and some thoughts on focus and specifically on a couple of very dangerous focuses. And as it turns out on this particular subject, I have a very recent story from yours truly here that will really illustrate the point about focus and how easy it is to get headed into the wrong direction. And I mean, and you can be taken down pretty quickly depending on what's going on if you don't really harness that focus because focus can be really powerful, but it can also be very, very destructive. Oh, before I do that though, I wanna make sure you know about my new group. I'm not going to have a Facebook group anymore. Yes, my Facebook page is still alive and well. As a matter of fact, I did a Facebook Live on this very subject today, but I am, I've made the decision to invest the resources and time and everything else it took to get a community going that is outside of social media so we can kind of stay out of the noise and distractions of that and have our own private community. So go to ValerieSilvera.com and in the menu or on the sidebar, you will see Trauma Disruptors. I invite you to join. Just go there, hit join, and it'll take you through a profile. And there's even an iOS app. So if you have an iOS device, you can use an app through Circle. In any case, love to see you there. But let's get back to what I wanted to discuss with you today. And so first of all, let's let's think about focus. It's kind of interesting because when we think about focus, typically we think about it in a very positive way, meaning that it's beneficial. You want to focus, right? You are trying to learn a new sport. Let's say you're going to take up golf. I don't recommend it at this age. Very, very difficult. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And definitely you need some focus. But say you're going to take up a new sport. Focus, right? You've got to stay focused. Stay focused on what you need to do on the mechanics of it, the mental side of things. What if you are going to make something, a new recipe? And it's very challenging, has a lot of steps to it and the details, and you're not familiar with this type of cooking. You've got to focus. You're a seamstress. Focus. At work. Focus. When somebody's talking to you and you want to stay present in the conversation, focus on what they're saying. So focus by itself can be really positive, beneficial, helpful. What I'm talking about is after all hell breaks loose, you know, when the you know what hits the fan? When life's two by four whacks you over the head or when the hits keep coming, we tend to assign our focus in one of two areas or both of them at the same time. But let's talk about the first one. The first dangerous focus is on our problems and losses. So we're so desperate for a resolution, a solution. Something has to give. We've got to figure out how to come to the end of this. We don't like pain. We don't like sacrifice. We don't like loss. Boom, boom, boom. Come on, come on. We want to get moving through this, out of it. Stop it. It starts to be that we can't think of, of almost anything else. And even when we are doing other things, it's in the back of our mind. It's heavy on our hearts. And then a lot of times our focus can come with guilt you start blaming yourself for your actions, your past. Maybe somebody else is going off the rails and you start to blame yourself for what they did, the decisions that they made. 
So, I mean, before long, your mountain of accountability has become so big that you can't imagine going around it, let alone over the top of it. You know what I'm talking about? You keep focusing on your troubles and they literally become more prominent by the day. That is really part of the issue, of course, is what we focus on magnifies. Now, is it understandable? Of course. Is it natural and normal? Yes, it is. You are going to focus, excuse me, focus on problems because it's your life. It's your reality. There's nothing wrong with thinking about it. There's nothing wrong with trying to sort it out. But it become becomes so out of balance that that becomes all you think about. And it consumes you. So not only can you not even figure out how to get through it because you're just so focused on it. You, you can't see the forest for the trees. The problem's becoming bigger and bigger. The loss is starting to consume you. Can you relate to this? Maybe it's not even something huge, but for whatever reason, you kind of went down that road. I want to tell you about my high school friend, Paula, and you may have heard this story before from me, but I want you to hear it again because, you know, those kind of little stories that have the little nuggets of wisdom, that perspective, that angle, just that message you needed to hear in that moment, we can hear those over and over and over and it's never too much. Maybe this is going to be one of them for you. So I hadn't seen Paula in probably a couple decades. Paula always had long, long, wavy, thick, thick, dark hair. And this particular day, she had very, very short hair. And because I look horrendous in short hair, I'm always fascinated with women who have short hair and how great they look. And I, I just, I'm always drawn to that. And so anyway, across the table, I said something to Paula about how good her hair looked. And then after that, my friend Laura told me that she, Paula had had cancer, not once, but twice. And that's why her hair was short this time. And so, of course, I got Paula's attention across the table and just said something to her because we had reconnected on social media some time before that. And I told her that I wished I had known about her cancer because I would have liked to have encouraged her in some way. And what she said to me, it was literally life-changing. She said, I didn't tell that many people about this thing. This thing. That's what she called her second battle with cancer. This thing. I didn't want this thing to take up more than 10% of my life. Wow. That hit me like a ton of bricks. Because I'm sure that I have let things, for whatever period of time, take up far more than 10% of my life that were far less serious than a second battle with cancer. And I think I, I, that really has stuck with me. And I hope that maybe you're so stuck in the junk right now, you don't even want to hear it. Eh, don't want to hear, hear about that 10% thing, Valerie. You don't understand. I can't do it. I can't do it. Whatever. I think you can do it or you can get close, but maybe you just don't want to hear it right now. That's okay. Because maybe that story will just stick with you and you'll think about it later. So that's really the first dangerous focus is when we're so consumed with our problems and our losses, we just can't seem to get out of them. Now, the second thing, what's kind of interesting about the second focus that's dangerous is that we often will do this 
second thing, the second focus at the same time as the first one. So we're really going back and forth, back and forth between our problems and losses and other people's lives. And typically what we're looking at in other people's lives is what we think they have that we don't. We are comparing our perception of their life to ours and it's not fair. So I'm going to give you a little story, quick story from just a couple of days ago. And I had to travel, Rich and I traveled for four hours back to where Jamie was murdered. And we were to go to the preliminary hearing, which means it's the first step in actually getting something going on this murder trial. And my daughter was killed. It'll be five years ago in August. And he was arrested finally two years ago. And so, I mean, it's been a while. So we were uh, as apprehensive as I could possibly be about something. Trust me, I did not want to go. I don't want to have a murder trial. I can't even tell you how much I don't want that in my life. But at the same time, since I know it needs to happen, we want it to happen. We would never want him to just get away with it. We may as well face it and get it over with. So I gear myself up for a good two weeks. I mean, you know, I'm going about my life and everything, but I mean, there's just something there. And I, I realize it's apprehension and it's emotions are building up. And anyway, I had to, I really had to get myself in a good mental place to be ready. So we're all packed up and Rich is finishing up a couple of work things that we're going to get going. And we get the news. The hearing's not happening. It's being postponed. And I was beyond disappointed. I was mad. I was disappointed. I cried. And then I was okay. Then we decided to let's go anyway. One of my brothers and sister-in-laws live there. And so we may as well just go have some fun. Maybe we can talk to the DA. Let, let's just go. So we packed up our rest of our stuff along with our disappointment and we headed over. And so that next morning, we were able to meet with the DA and our victim's advocate and found out a lot of, I mean, when I'm able to tell you more about this story, which might be a while because the trial won't be for a year, it'll blow your mind. I mean, it, it's beyond anything we imagined, this whole situation. I'll just leave it at that for now. But, oh, hey, by the way, if you join my trauma disruptors community, I have, uh, it's really cool because you can section it into groups, uh, kind of mini groups, they call them um, spaces. And it's just a way that we can segregate things and topics and interests that people have. So you wouldn't have to necessarily, as, as the group grows, you wouldn't necessarily have to see all these different posts and communications. You can actually pick and choose. So anyway, I have this one called The Journey Continues. And the whole idea is to just do a, it's kind of like a, a, a video journal. I've done a post so far. I've done like three videos, I think, in a post. But you can follow my journey. I mean, all the highs and lows and ups and downs. And, you know, it's not a big blubber fest. So don't worry, it's just going to keep you down and make you depressed. But it's very, very raw, real, uh, totally unrehearsed. Just when I feel like jumping on and doing something, you can find it there. Right now, I'm not sharing that anywhere else. So you definitely want to go to traumadisruptors.com or to valeriesevera.com and join the Trauma Disruptors community. Anywho, okay, so we meet with him we and we find out all this stuff and and we're really happy about it. And we met with some other friends that are there um, that you know, have another serious situation in their life. And I will be, if anything happens to my friend, I'm going to be the, I'm going to just take over and, and take care of her adult daughter and, and son-in-law 
who have some um, just some challenges doing some things on their own and you know they're well into adulthood but uh, anyway they're they're like family and and Rich and I have made a commitment to do that and so you know seeing Shauna because she has some health issues that you know they didn't need to happen and um, that's a whole nother story but so that's always kind of an emotional thing anyway so you package all this stuff up together even the fact that this case seems stronger than we thought it was so that's good news so we have the good news we have the what 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 that they told us about the case that we can't repeat and then we've got you know this other emotional thing and I haven't I hadn't slept very well for a few days I was exhausted and so then I started to focus on because the hole in my heart needed some attention and I started to cry about Jamie and I really started to cry about Jamie by myself in the in the guest room Rich wasn't in there crying and crying and then he came in when I was kind of drying up my tears and he came in and I just had a little bit of a meltdown. I was focused on my problems and my losses and who would blame me, right? Listen, if that's you and you have to take some time, do it. Go ahead. Who cares? You should do it. But here's the danger. If you give that hole in your heart too much attention, you're going to crawl inside that thing and it's done. Do you know how easy it would be for me to do that? For me to say, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. So I was crying and I told Rich, I said, I don't want to be the strong one anymore. I don't want to be the one with the dead daughter. I don't want to be the one that has to go out and, and inspire other people and, and through all my pain, help them. I mean, listen, I do love helping you. Don't get me wrong. I was just having a moment, right? I, I mean, I just want you to know the strongest, most courageous people have moments too. We try to have short moments, but we have them. We feel sorry for ourselves on occasion. We, you know, all the stuff that I teach about, I never tell you that I have, I don't still go through stuff, right? Nobody's perfect. And, and no matter how strong you get, you're human. So uh, I'm having this little mini meltdown here and I'm starting to think about my brother that I'm staying with. And between my brother and sister-in-law, they have five adult children. They have one grandchild and they're do all doing well. And I started thinking about my other two brothers and their kids and they're all doing well. And grandkids are you know, popping out all over the place now. And my sister, I, everybody's life. I mean, this is just my immediate family. Then I really started expanding it to all the other people I know. And for the most part, you know, it seems like I got the shit show. You know, I got the short end of the stick, at least in that moment. And I told Rich, I don't, why? I don't want to be the, why? It's not fair. Why do I have to be the one? You know, blah, 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 blah. And it's really funny because you've probably heard me say before, why not you? And I literally came to that conclusion, but there I was. Why me? Right back where I started, right? But it was short-lived. I'm going to tell you, it was short-lived. I got dressed and we went out for dinner and we listened to some music and we had a great time. But do you see how dangerous that is? My pity party was because I began to focus so much on the loss of my daughter. And by the way, again, I'm going to tell you, I needed that grief and I needed that release. So that's fine. Nothing wrong with this. As long as you pick yourself back up. Because if I kept focusing, forget the rest of my family, forget the other people I know. What if I just kept focusing on my one brother and sister-in-law and their five kids and, and all that? They don't have perfect lives by any stretch. But what they're dealing with is nothing close to what we are. I mean, thank God. Why would I want them to? I would never want that for them. But I could have sat in that house and ran the movie over and over and all the unfairness. You know what? Honestly, 
It, it could have caused me to unplug my microphone, take down my website, shut down my social media, and just be done with it. You know what I'm saying? We can get to that point. But I have learned. I don't allow my focus to get too deep. I don't allow it to go too far. I don't allow it to last long enough that it's going to take me down. And here's the thing about this, the other people's lives. Okay, we know we already talked about focusing on your own problems and how they magnify and, and all the danger of that. And you can't you know, see clearly to make your life better in a different way if you don't have control over the situation. If you do, it's hard to even find a solution because you're so bogged down in the pity party. Other people's lives, first of all, here's the issue. There are two issues with this one. You don't know what's going on in somebody else's life. Now, of course, I do for the most part. There's no way you'd know everything about anybody. I do know for the most part what's going on in the lives of my siblings. And for the most part, for sure, the stuff that I've got is just seems to be a little bigger in this lifetime. And that's just the way it is. But everybody's got stuff even so. Okay, they've all got the things that they're struggling through. And especially the people you don't know well, you don't know their story. It's so easy to, you know, look on social media, for instance, to look at somebody else's life and go, oh my gosh, you know, they're just stronger than me or they have what I don't or they've got people in their life that are better than I have or they haven't been through what I have or, you know, on and on. You've heard my social media warning. It goes like this. Lives lived out on social media may appear better than they really are because people are, for the most part, posting their highlight reel. They're posting the highs. My friend, you're living all of it. You're living the highs and the lows and everything in between, and you're comparing it to their highs. That's not even a real comparison. Forget about it being a bad comparison. It's not even real. So it's really you're comparing your life to your perception of their life. So that's useless, right? Secondly, their journey's their journey. Your journey's your journey. And the more you focus on everything you don't have, the more you focus on their lives and what theirs look like and compare it to yours, you're going to miss yours. If you keep tuning in, to what you think their journey is, you're going to miss yours. Don't miss your journey. Whatever it is, if it's an a complete shit show, I mean, like I feel like mine is in a lot of ways. Use it. Use your trauma for good. Disrupt your trauma for good. That's my new slogan. What do you think about it? Love it. Disrupt your trauma for good, meaning forever, but also for good. Use it for good. Your story is too important. Your life matters. Don't think of yourself as one of 7 billion people on the planet. Think of yourself as the only person exactly like you of the 7 billion people on this planet. That's how you need to start thinking about yourself. You're too valuable to stay focused on other people's lives. You have too much to do to allow the focus on your problems and losses to take you down or cause you to crawl inside that hole in your heart permanently. 
Focus is a good thing, but not when we're focused in the two dangerous areas. Never forget that your story matters. So live it courageously. And one thing that will help you do that is to join our Trauma Disruptors community. I also have some brand new programs I'm going, be, I'm going to be telling you about. But you know what? Right now, I really just want you to join our community so that you have other people to link arms with. You can be strengthened. Every single person joining the Trauma Disruptors community has trauma, has had trauma, has issues, has problems. But we're there to disrupt that. We're there to get stronger together. We're there to stand together. So no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. Go to ValerieSilvera.com, hit Trauma Disruptors, join our community. I would love to see you there. And until the next episode, never forget that I'm always standing with you.